Ebenezer Scrooge, awake! I am the ghost of the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. Your time is running out. Come, I must show you the sleek CLA. Nice, said Scrooge. But I am kind of a Scrooge. No worries. The CLA offers true Mercedes performance at a surprising price. Or check out the GLC, an SUV with the full complement of technology and performance. Give your year the happy ending it deserves at the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. Now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Hi, welcome to episode 93 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. Our topic today is kids and finances. Are you talking to your kids about money? And what age did you start? Hmm, we're going to talk to an expert. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Up for Probiotics. If you've ever tried a probiotic or uh, are curious about what a probiotic is or does, check out Up for Probiotics. They're available in your local Target store. You can also find them online by going to Motherhood in Hollywood. Click on the Up for Probiotics image. That will take you to their website where you can learn more about their different formulas from uh, women's formula to seniors. They even have a kid's cube for your kids if you're interested in taking a probiotic. Up4 has been creating a happier inside since 1979. So you want to go now to motherhoodandhollywood.com, click on the Up4 image and check it out for yourself. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, friends. How's your week going? I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you found me. Um, I'm Heather Brooker. Welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood. Sometimes I try to say what the show is about, but I feel like the title pretty much sums it up. (laughs) I mean, sort of, right? Motherhood in Hollywood, moms in Hollywood, me. Hey. Um, Really quickly, I want to uh, give a couple of mom mentions over on Twitter at MIH Podcast and at Heather Brooker. If you don't follow me on Twitter, do it. I want to say hello to Elizabeth Braun at Elizabeth Braun at uh, Aiden Nagel. Uh, Actually, his handle is at Nagel, Aiden Nagel, Aiden Nagel. It's kind of a funny handle. And at Christopher Cook uh, and Michelle Vickery. Thank you guys so much for following me on uh, Twitter at MIH Podcast. Um, If you haven't found me on Instagram yet or Facebook, go now and do that. Motherhood in Hollywood is all you have to search. And there I be. So here's today's topic, you guys. I don't know about you if you um, are talking to your kids at finances or maybe uh, what age your parents started talking to you about the importance of money, uh, whether they, you know, gave you a dollar uh, when the tooth fairy came or maybe you got some quarters and pennies in your Easter eggs like I did if uh, you started learning about money at a young age. And my guest this week is Greg Merced. He is the CEO of Busy Kids. It is a website that allows parents to teach their kids about money and about finances. And I'm going to let him explain exactly how Busy Kids works. April is Financial Literacy Month, and I think it's super important to start teaching kids at a young age about the importance of finances so that our perspectives do not get distorted um, in this incredibly 
um, what is a nice way to put this materialistic world uh, that we live in, especially in Hollywood, especially in L.A. where you have so many kids of privilege and money. And so, yeah, this also kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with the entitlement issue uh, I did a few weeks ago. Oh, excuse me, entitlement episode I did a few weeks ago. So we're talking about money. We're talking about busy kids and how parents can get more actively involved and more hands on in teaching their kids how to be financially responsible. Yay. I love it. Um, what's been going on this week? Coachella is happening this weekend. A lot of my mom friends went down to Coachella. I did not because I celebrated Chris's birthday. That's right. I have two April babies and, uh, April for me, April and May really are some of the busiest months for me. For most people, it's like the holidays, but no, um, because I have Channing's birthday, then Chris's birthday, and then my anniversary all within a couple of weeks of each other. And, uh, my mom, my, uh, actually my mother-in-law said, um, well, you didn't plan that very well. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. I'm aware. So uh, it's a very busy time for me. I also have some really exciting things coming up this week. I'm going to be interviewing Blake Shelton on The Voice. What? I know. I'm very much looking forward to that, uh, going to cover The Voice. I also booked a recurring role on a new TV show that's filming this week. And if you'll uh, follow me on Facebook and Instagram, I will be uh, posting a lot more information about that this week. So remember a few episodes back when I was kind of like pissing and moaning about, oh, I never get to work. Well, there you go. Sometimes you just have to like speak it out into the universe and then um, good things happen. Do you think? Uh, Also, a little prayer helps. Uh, that's my feeling. But anyway, yeah, so I'm interviewing Blake Shelton this week. I'm going to be doing a recurring role on a TV show. And I'm throwing one of my best friends a bachelorette party. Oh my God. You guys, I have so many naughty and dirty things planned. (laughs) It's like, this is my, this is what I live for. I feel like maybe I was a party planner in another life because I love to throw theme parties, uh, wedding parties, baby showers, bachelorette parties. Like it is my jam and we are going to be doing it up so hard in Hollywood and I cannot wait. Needless to say, you're going to see me all over the place this week. It is a busy week and I need to get rid of this frog in my throat. So, um, I'm going to wrap up my mommy monologue. Thank you guys again for, um, listening and for your support. I hope you get something out of this episode and I hope you enjoy hearing about the importance of kids, teaching kids finances. If you do, please take a minute and leave a review for motherhood in Hollywood on iTunes or on Stitcher, wherever you might be listening, please take a minute, leave a review. Let me know you're there. I appreciate you. Love you. Uh, okay. I'm going to go and, uh, I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about this episode. Here is my interview with Greg Merced, the CEO of Busy Kids. So finances is something that um, weighs heavily on my mind a lot. And um, because, you know, it's an everyday challenge that we have as parents and as families. Uh, And it's always a struggle wondering, like, when do you start teaching your kids about money and about getting them involved in um, finances? So I'm so excited today to welcome Greg Merced. He is the founder and CEO of BusyKid.com, and um, he has some wonderful things, very insightful things. Some of you parents want to listen up uh, about getting your kids involved with finances. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the show. Heather, thank you so much for having me on. So tell me, first of all, what is BusyKid.com? 
Okay, think of Busy Kid as your kid's first job with direct deposit. Okay, so parents literally give their kids jobs to do around the house because that's the best place to get a job when you're 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Um, And they do those jobs, they earn money, and then as a parent, you're going to get a text message on a Thursday that says, you know, Sally has earned $12 this week, do you want to pay her? And all you do is say yes or no. So you reply to that text, yes, and Busy Kid transfers that money directly from your account to the kid's Busy Kid account. Boom, you're done. So we've simplified allowance to the point where you just have to respond to a text message now. Now, is it an app or is it something that's um, that they have to log into the website to use? Yeah, so right now it is a mobile website, so you can use it on any computer or any device that you have, and um, and it literally, um, for parents and kids, all works the same, and that's how you access it. Does it also keep track of what the kids are doing um, to earn their $12? Like, how does it, how do the mechanics of it work? Can I set up... Something that says, you know, she didn't um, take out the trash or, you know, she didn't do the dishes or whatever. So she only gets half her pay, you know, <laughs> like how, yeah, how does that work? <laughs> so that's a great question. Um, with Busy Kid, they literally, you'll have a an activity stream and you'll be able to see all the things that your kids did or did not do. Um, what makes Busy Kid even more unique is that Based upon your child's age, we actually will pitch you the typical jobs and typical amounts to pay for those jobs, depending on the kid's age. So as you as you sign up, we think, oh, okay, we know this this uh, girl is 11, and a typical 11 year old can do these kinds of jobs at this kind of rate. And so we we do a lot of that heavy lifting for you, and you literally, as a parent, just have to go in and say. Um, I I like that. I don't like that. I like that. I like that. And so that makes it very easy to to set that up. And then um, kids do the jobs and they literally have that money um, populate into our our bucket of money. And then it gets paid and then it actually goes into three different buckets, save, share and spend to teach a, a very balanced financial approach. So it teaches all those little fundamental lessons that we all need to learn. Now, where is the money held then? Is it in um, like an account? Uh, like do, do you have to set up a checking account for the kids or a bank account? Or where where is the money held so that they could access it? Like if they want to go to the mall and buy something. Sure. So that's a great question. Um, and that's the, that's the beauty of BusyKid as well. You don't have to go through all the hoops of setting up individual accounts and providing all this detailed information about your kids. Um, it will go into a, a pooled account uh, that we have with a big FDIC-insured bank, and then that money is kept track of. So when the kids want to use that money, they can just simply uh, use the BusyKid site to direct that money to wherever they want to go. So, for instance... Um, kids do their work, they get paid, and money goes into their save bucket. Mm-hmm. And in that save bucket, we have a relationship with a company called Stockpile. And literally, kids can use some of their savings to buy shares of stock. So, so imagine your kid earning money and then buying shares of Netflix or Facebook or whatever, okay. Tesla. Um, 
what an amazing thing to teach at a young age how stocks work and how money goes up and down and 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 making those kind of uh, you know connections when they're when they're young is going to pay big dividends down the road when they get their first 401k or whatever and they have those kind of options so that's something i want to talk a little bit <clears throat> deeper about is the is teaching kids at a young age the importance of financial responsibility in my house, there was my mom was a single mom, and uh, my grand my great grandmother was very prominent in helping raise me, and they had two vastly different perspectives on finances. My mom was very much the well, you can't take it with you, so you might as well spend it now, and um, we never had any savings, never had any money on hand for emergencies, nothing. My great grandmother, on the other hand, was from the Depression era and hid money in her mattress <laughs> and oh, saved yeah. and scrimped and never frivolously bought anything. She was always, um, you know, uh, if I wanted to borrow a quarter for, you know, one of the machines at the laundromat or something, you know, would ask me, well, what are you going to do with it? Why do you need it? What, you know, what are you going to do if you lose the toy? Like, there was always a very, <clears throat> a lot of questions asked about money. And, um, as a result, I find that I'm, you know, obviously somewhere in between, I love spending money and buying things, you know, and, um, but I'm also incredibly conservative when it comes to saving and knowing the value of money. And that is something that I would, I want to, um, pass on to my child. So my daughter is only four. She'll be four tomorrow. As a matter of fact, and I want to know, we've already had conversations about money. Cause as you can imagine, we go to the store and she says, I want this. And I said, well, you need to get a job, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and knowing full well that people look at me like what? Um, but we certainly had conversations about it. And she says to me, well, you have money, you can buy it. Um, <clears throat> what age is appropriate to start having those kinds of conversations about earning money and what age is appropriate to start giving allowances? So I think that you're dead on, and I love the fact that you're a you're a combination of mom and great grandma, um, <laughs> because most Americans are kind of like mom. I mean, they oh, I they spend spend spend, and then we don't save anything, and we don't have this balanced approach, and it's a problem, and that's why we have the problems that we have these days. Um, so I think the conversation starts very early. I think it kind of depends on kid, but I think that really that three, four, five-year-old time frame is the, the best time to start. Um, I think when you start, uh, if they get it and they start understanding real money, I think you have to start uh, teaching them work and get money at five years old. I think that decade of between five and 15 that is the teaching opportunity. If you miss that window and you think, well, I'll just start teaching them when they're 16, you're toast because they are already going to have bad habits and spending ideas and everything else. And to try to reverse all that, you might be waiting till they're living in your basement at 29 to figure that out again. He has such great information about kids and finances. And the major thing I gleaned from this all was to start early with teaching financial literacy. And we're going to get back to that interview in just a second. But I want to touch you guys a little bit about Up4 Probiotics. 
If you are looking for a probiotic to help support your immune system or your digestive system, check out Up4 Probiotics. They've been making probiotics since 1979. They have decades of clinical research and a trademarked super strain under their belt. So you guys want to go with a company that's tried and tested. You can find Up4 Probiotics in your local Target store or online. And they have a formula that's a women's formula. Uh, for adults, for kids. They even have a seniors formula that's for ages 55 and over. So if you're looking for a healthy way to support your immune and digest your immune system and your digestive system, check out up for probiotics right now at motherhoodandhollywood.com. Click on the up for probiotics image and start creating a happier inside. What do you think has happened that's changed, um, you know, our culture in that way? Because we, and I, because I know you have a background in finance. I know you're an expert in this area. Um, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of entitlement. Um, I read a book recently about entitled kids and how parents are just giving into their every whim, you know, and then kids are growing up and not understanding the value of money and the value of hard earned money and getting a job and, and they sort of expect everything to be given to them. And I feel like the onus is really on parents to teach them that lesson, but not every parent wants to do that. And I, I don't know why. I don't understand why it's so easy to just go, oh, you know, yes, you can have it, you know, whatever you want. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It is easier. Mm-hmm. It's kind of easier to just say, you know, here's some money. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bugging I'll me. Deal, I'll deal with this later. and We'll <laughs> kick the can down the road. But look at our, I mean, our government. We're in $20 trillion worth of debt. That's what we keep doing there. We just keep kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit of an ec- epidemic, and it might seem easier um, at the beginning, but if you take the long look at this, starting earlier and being a little more methodical about it um, and using those teachable moments along the way is actually much easier in the long run. Mm-hmm. So if you start early and be consistent and and that kid starts to understand the interrelationship between I work and I get money, that right there is the magic. Um, and if we don't start early, like I said, it's going to come back to bite us, um, as just how life is. Um, so we got to use those. And and a lot of people think, well, they'll teach that in school. So I'm off the hook. Sure. And that is happening. I mean, there's lots of statistics that point to the fact that it's not happening in school. So you're right. The onus is on the parent. So we got to have tools you know, like ours, like others that, that teach kids these fundamental life skills. I mean, it's, it's a life skill at the end of the day, probably one that I think is more important than almost any other life skill you can get. And where do you think things changed, you know, um, between, like I was saying, my, my great grandmother's generation that were very, um, uh, tight with their money and penny pinchers and they knew the value of it. Um, to the time, you know, like the baby boomers and, and even in the, you know, eighties kids and whatnot, like, what do you think changed? Do you think that, um, because our country experienced such like an economic boom and things were going well, that nobody, people started spending more and nobody really knew what it was like to be without. 
Yeah, you know, I think this could get philosophical real quick, but I think that there is a lot of that. I think there's a lot more um, kind of safety nets in place on a lot of fronts. Um, and we haven't had, you know, a total crash and burn like we did in the 30s, mm -hmm. you know, for a long time. We've had we've had financial, you know, quote, crises or, or whatever, but they don't seem to be as widespread as that big one. And so, you know, those people from the greatest generation type of era, um, they experienced it firsthand. It's, it was hard knocks, right? That was what it was. And the school of hard knocks is hard to forget. And so I think that's kind of what we're saying is we got to take control of this and start being a little more school of hard knocks with our kids and say, well, if you want that particular thing, um, get off the couch and why don't you go earn it? Mm -hmm. And, and, and so instead of sitting there on your phone and wearing your thumb out, scrolling on Instagram, why don't you get on your phone and go and do some chores around the house and earn some money and then learn how to manage it? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's use technology because it's here to stay and it's wonderful. It is. It's awesome. Uh, it's here to stay. Um, but we need to start having our kids do productive things with it as opposed to kind of mind numbing stuff which they just love to do. Craig, I'm not going to lie. I ha admittedly mind-numbingly scroll through Facebook and Instagram sometimes. <laughs> it's bad. And I'll look we up and go, what have I done the last hour? Nothing. Oh, my gosh. It's such a time We're all suck. guilty of that. And the people who say, oh, I don't ever do Facebook, you know they're lying. They're lying. Everybody's Everybody <laughs> does it. <laughs> For sure. So, you know, let's let's put the power in their hands, but let's guide them. And start being a little more hard knocks um, and, and a little bit more um, hard nosed about what we kind of, you know, let them do with their technology. So I love that. Uh, I love that so much. So how do we determine then what is the appropriate amount to give? So that is going to be a little bit of two parts. Um, well, three parts. Number one we suggest some and we think we're pretty smart. So uh, that <laughs> helps. Um, number two, um, it's going to come down to a parent's preference, sure. right? Because what I think washing the car is worth is maybe totally different than you because mm -hmm. you have a big fancy Mercedes and so you're going to spend $20 and I'm going to spend 10 mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, right? So parents are a little bit different in what they think. The other, the last part of that is you're going to start figuring out real quick that a kid is going to, if they start learning this early, they're going to want to negotiate, which is a great thing. I think it's a great thing. I think it's a way to teach them. So all of a sudden they're going to say, well, okay, I'll wash the car for $10, but if I do a really good job, can I get 12? That's a great conversation. Yeah, that's great. And that's a great entrepreneurial mindset to start nurturing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you know, if, if the tires are really slick and shiny and and um, you really do a good job vacuuming it i might go 12 bucks yeah so you have that ability to start teaching them you know uh quality work means better pay and what's not to like with that lesson now let's talk about um <clears throat> the feeling of holding cash in your hand because i know with this it's all done online as you said it's all done you know with some technology but is that will they be missing out on something, you know, by not having that piggy bank uh, or having that hard earned cash in hand? Okay, good question. 
here's my deal on that. How much money, coins, paper, do you carry around in your purse? Not nearly enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm the, same, I'm the same way. I don't carry a purse, I carry a wallet. Actually, I don't even carry a wallet. I carry my phone, and my phone has a little case on it, and I have two or three credit cards or debit cards in it, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. So we are trying to teach kids in very antiquated ways piggy banks, jars on the, sh the shelf, um, uh, stickers, and all this stuff. Are you kidding me? Forget about all the antiquated stuff. They're living in a world where they're having to learn about invisible money. Mm -hmm. They don't see it. <laughs> it's not something you haul out of your pocket. It's just a little card you swipe, or even better now, you put your fingerprint on your phone and you're done. So the, the days of holding a fistful of ones and, and, a, and a pocket full of dimes and nickels is over. Um, it, we have to start teaching them that it does exist in this invisible realm, but it still has value. That's the challenge yeah. because it is a lot easier to say, hey, this is a dollar. You're looking at it and it only buys this pack of gum. Okay. That is an easy way to teach, but that's not the way that kids are learning anymore because that's not the way life is for them. So we have to totally change our approach. And that's why our platform is something that I think does that, which is they can do it, it's invisible, but it's all of a sudden starting to have value and, and they're learning that as they, as they deal with it. Yeah. I think that's interesting because that's how we all learned, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the value of money. Like you would get a dollar from grandma or, you know, mom, you know, you get a couple dollars from the tooth fairy or whatever. Um, and you knew that if you had X amount in your piggy bank or, you know, wherever you kept it, that you could buy whatever you wanted to buy at the store. Um, and my daughter, um, you know, she will find a penny. She's kind of grasping the concept of it. Like she found a, she found a penny on the ground and we were at a store and she went to the store and gave it to the lady and said she wanted to buy something with it. Um, and the lady was like, Oh, aren't you cute? And then she looked at me like, now you give me the real, the rest of the money. Um, <laughs> but I love that she's grasping the concept that it, you know, she does have to have money, but I think because she's so little, it helps her to have something to look at and visualize. Yeah. And I think it's a very small stepping stone. Yeah. That's how you grasp the actual, you know, initial concept. Right. Um, and that helps, but boy, are you off of that real quick? Okay. I get what a quarter is 25. Get it. Boom. Let's move on to the real world, which is invisible money. I think, yeah. uh, the only person getting anything from piggy banks and board games and books and DVDs and stuff like that is a parent these days. It makes them feel better about themselves maybe. But instead, we need to literally hire our kids and treat them like a boss would. And they will thank us later. So tell me a little bit more. You mentioned earlier about these stocks and the way kids can spend their money um, on Busy Kid. Because that to me is really fascinating. The, I mean, I, in in a middle school, we had like a stocks class, you know, and <clears throat> we came in and uh, we had our pretend money that we bought stocks with and we watched it grow. And I just remember absolutely nothing from that class <laughs> because I was like, I was 13, I think. And it was, you know, once a week and man, I wish I had 
you know, had another opportunity to take a class like that, or if I had had the foresight in college to take a class like that, because I really feel like stock learning about the stock market, learning about how the economy works and, you know, um, trading and that sort of thing. I, I wish I knew more about that. Well, yeah. And the reason why maybe the lesson didn't stick as good as it could have is because it wasn't your money. Right. Um, it, it, fake money pretend, in the yeah. world is great and cutesy or whatever. But if it's your own money and you think, holy smokes, I own a little tiny piece of Netflix or Tesla or whatever, and I'm going to watch that a lot more than if it's just some hypothetical something or other on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that's why it's so critical. And that's why our system integrates that um, in a smart way is because if, if it's their money, they are literally invested not only invested in the actual stock, but they're invested uh, emotionally, psychologically, and they're going to watch that like a hawk uh, and start learning that stocks go up, they go down, they go flat. Um, that's a return on an investment, et cetera, et cetera, right? But this is the, this is the, the learning ground. And if it's not real, then it's not going to hold uh, the impact and it's not going to pack the punch that their own money is going to, is going to have uh, effect on them. Well, I think this entire concept, I think I've, I've looked over your website and I have checked everything out and I think the entire concept is fantastic. You know, like I said at the beginning, I, I have, a, I had grew up with very much a, a diametrically opposed uh, view on finances and um, kind of find myself somewhere in the middle now. And I want to make sure that I'm raising my daughter with a full understanding and respect for money and finances and its power. Um, because I think that's another thing kids, <clears throat> kids, um, they don't, a lot of kids don't know what it's like to be without money, especially here in LA. Like they're, you know, in Hollywood, there's no kids that are at least, uh, you know, that I, in my world, you know, that I know what it's like to go without. And, um, I, I just think it's really important to teach the value of money at an early age. So I love what you're doing. Can you tell everybody, um, how they can sign up for this, how much it costs, um, and where they can, um, get more information? You bet. So it's, it's very simple. You just go to busykid.com. Um, you can sign up. We have a 30 day free trial right now. It's $12 a year for the whole family after that. So it's very affordable. And, uh, and it's just, we have simplified allowance. We finally figured out this whole allowance mess that, that it caused so much angst uh, for parents and kids. And we've made it simple for people. And, um, and I think you're absolutely right. Even if you're, if your kids, you know, live in a financially secure home and, you know, things are pretty easy for them. Um, you still need to make sure they understand the value of that or it's going to come back and haunt them later in life when they're kind of flying on their own. And so these are good things to learn. Um, the school of hard knocks is, uh, is a great thing. Um, and it makes you remember, and we want to have people really learn in a real way, not some video game kind of way with fake money and fake stuff. This is real life, real world, real money. And the parents can control everything 
Um, so it's not like the kids get an extra hundred bucks if you don't approve it, you know, or if you don't uh, allow it to go through that way. So our system sends its text message for everything to be approved. So literally it's a yes or a no, but it's always approved or not. That's fantastic. Well, Greg, thank you so much for being on my show today and um, sharing busy kid with us. Heather, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much. All right, you guys, I'm going to put more information about Busy Kid up on motherhoodandhollywood.com. And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls. Ebenezer Scrooge, awake. I am the ghost of the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Your time is running out. Come, I must show you the sleek CLA. Nice, said Scrooge, but I am kind of a Scrooge. No worries, the CLA offers true Mercedes performance at a surprising price. Or check out the GLC, an SUV with the full complement of technology and performance. Give your year the happy ending it deserves at the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. Now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Ebenezer Scrooge, awake! I am the ghost of the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. Your time is running out. Come, I must show you the sleek CLA. Nice, said Scrooge, but I am kind of a Scrooge. No worries, the CLA offers true Mercedes performance at a surprising price. Or check out the GLC, an SUV with the full complement of technology and performance. Give your year the happy ending it deserves at the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. Now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing.